You're listening to Hope on the Homefront, the official podcast for Homefront Heroes Ministries. I'm your host, Taylor Blackburn. We're a group of military wives on a mission to help you find joy in your journey. We're jumping in the trenches to encourage you when you're struggling, help you grow in your faith, and support you through military life. Because here, you are seen. Here, you're essential. Here, you are never alone. Welcome home. Let's go. Hello, you sweet, beautiful, wonderful military wife. I am so thankful that you decided to click play today and give this episode a listen because we are going to be talking about something that I feel like is a very common struggle in the lives of many military wives. And I want you, we at Homefront Heroes, want you to know that you are never alone in some of the things that military life brings and the emotions and feelings that it pulls out of us, which today's topic is going to be on loneliness. Have you ever felt lonely? Chances are yes. Chances are maybe you are currently. I feel you. I understand. And so what we're going to do today is talk about loneliness, what its definition is, and how to overcome it. Maybe not fully, but hopefully what we share today is going to give you a little bit of a leg up on trying to tackle some of that loneliness and curbing that. So I love words. I always have. And I love looking up the definition of words so that I have a greater understanding of what it is that I'm dealing with. And so today I looked up the definition of loneliness and this is what it said. It is a sadness over having no friends or company and it's the quality of being remote or isolated. Now let's run that through a military filter. When we do that, that loneliness might sound a little something like this. Sadness over a PCS, aka permanent change of station if you're new, and that PCS maybe took you away from your dearest friends and made you the new girl once again. Maybe it's a loneliness over having your built-in best friend and daily dose of companionship ship off for a deployment, amplifying that ache in your heart when the days feel like they are never going to end or that return date gets pushed out because of COVID or an OPSEC slip-up. Maybe that loneliness pushes you to experience some extreme anxiety or depression, and it makes you hide yourself away in your home, away from the world, so that loneliness and isolation becomes your two greatest daily companions. Can you relate? Let me speak some affirming words over your heart today, sweet friend. This lifestyle can be lonely. I will never, ever tell you otherwise. Deployments are lonely. Moving away from friends and family is lonely. Being in a new place is lonely. And it's often a hard and lonely life that we live. But we don't have to be distraught or disappointed because here's the thing. There is hope. Here at Hope on the Homefront, we always want to shed light on what that hope is. So let me start off by telling you that I can promise you three things. Are you ready? Number one, that loneliness is amplified with no community at all. Number two, loneliness is aggravated with the wrong community. And number three, loneliness is alleviated with the right community. That's what I want us to talk about today, how those three points in regards to loneliness come together to hopefully teach us a very beautiful lesson. And let's start with number one. About a year ago, we moved to Germany for our current duty station, and I was pushed out of my comfort zone in every way, shape, and form imaginable. 
I went from being this outgoing, friendly person who enjoyed talking to anyone and everyone I met to suddenly being unable to say more than, hello, vigets, to those around me due to the language barrier. I went from enjoying being out of my house any chance I could to shop and eat to suddenly feeling intimidated by the thought of driving in another country or trying to understand how much things cost or not knowing what clothing size I needed or if the food I was buying would actually match what I wanted, which by the way, if you're coming to Europe and you ask for an iced coffee, you will indeed get a cup of ice cream with coffee poured over it. It's quite delicious, but not what I was expecting. So all of those learning curves was really overwhelming for me. And slowly I realized that I would go a week plus at a time without leaving my house even once. I realized that I wasn't talking to people back home as much and using the time difference as my excuse for it. I realized that I had no friends at our current location and little desire to even put in the effort to make any. Here I was in a beautiful country surrounded by a world of opportunity to experience a different culture and instead all I was experiencing was loneliness and anxiety. I share that with you because I want you to know that you're not alone if you're going through something similar. And I also don't want you to be blindsided by the reality that if you have an upcoming PCS and you're expecting everything to just naturally fall into place and find your groove super fast, that might not end up being your reality. And you need to be aware that sometimes that loneliness can get super amplified in these moments when we don't have the kind of community that we need to lift us up when we're feeling down. It's a lot of change happening in our lives at once for ourselves, for our military man, for our family. It's a lot. And not having a community can make that more challenging, especially as we continue to navigate the stressful and ever-changing waters of living through a pandemic. COVID has forced all of us to social distance by default. So that's why I encourage you to be extra aware and vigilant, um, you know, to connect and communicate with as many people as you can via technology. My loneliness here was amplified when I refused to begin building a community. It was amplified when I didn't put forth effort into staying in touch with my community back home. It was amplified when I allowed my thoughts, which were often negative at that, to be the main conversation that I had every day. Loneliness is a tricky thing to deal with. And I want to preface this by saying I'm not referencing mental health issues. If you are someone who has diagnosed mental health issues or diagnosis from a doctor, whatever it may be, Make sure you listen to your doctor, and I'm not saying anything to knock you in your struggle, but what I'm talking about are just the emotional, uh, lonely feelings that come with some big life changes in our lives, such as moving. If left unchecked, uh, that loneliness can deeply root itself into our hearts and our minds until it's so intricately woven itself into us that we can no longer remember who we are apart from it. I have been there so many times. It is unbelievable. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of one-on-one time with the Lord to kind of break that down. And breaking free of that grip really does begin with our refusal to stay bound by it, to actively work to free ourselves through talking to our family, through connecting with friends, through engaging on social media or Facebook groups. Whatever we need to do to build our community up, we need to do it. 
And if you are someone who doesn't really have a community, I don't want you to forget that we at Homefront Heroes are always here for you. So at the very least, you can count us in for being a part of your community, okay? You are never alone here. And we like to say that we want to be your home away from home. When you are in limbo, when you're going through all the hard things, just pop on to one of our social media pages, send us a message. We will be that home away from home for you. All right, moving on to number two, the fact that loneliness is aggravated with the wrong community. Listen, not having a community is hard. But having the wrong community will only make things worse. I will be the first to admit that military friendships can be tough. It feels like the second you finally find someone that you click with and really begin to get to know them, oh, it's time for one of you to PCS. Can I get an amen? Well, it's also easy to fall into the wrong kind of friendships out of desperation to just have someone. How many of you are tired of not having someone? When you feel that way, it's easy to lessen our standards and to just kind of throw ourselves into the wrong type of friendships because we're desperate to connect with someone. I get it. I remember once meeting a lady at the park and we really hit it off. We were chatting about anything and everything under the sun while our kids play. It was wonderful. We exchanged contact info and we even became official FBFs, you know, Facebook friends. Ooh la la. (laughs) Anyways, I started following her on Facebook and after a few weeks, it became very clear that she had a massive tendency to slander and gossip about people, even publicly. I'm talking some of the meanest, nastiest, or passive-aggressive things that you will ever read. I'm uncomfortable even mentioning it right now. I was shocked because the online version of her did not match the in-person version that I met at that park. And here's the thing. What someone says publicly is usually a more mild version compared to what you'll hear from them in person. Social media naturally, for the most part, encourages people to try and put their best version or face forward, which is why you can almost guarantee that if someone is being gossipy or negative on social media, they will be that way or worse in person. I debated even sharing that example because I would hate for it to seem like I'm gossiping about this woman, like, hello, Um, since that is not my heart. But, you know, I, I wanted to share this real life personal story from a time in my life when I had to evaluate if her friendship was something that I wanted to pursue cultivating further. If I was desperate enough for friendship to lessen the standards that I set, even for myself, in order to make a friend, and I chose no. Everyone is going to have different standards for what they hope to get out of a friendship, and that will be up to you to determine. But I will say that personally, I like to gauge my friendships off of the Bible. The standards that the Bible sets for me is what I'm going to hold my friendships to. And if they are professing to be Christians, then I should be able to hold them to that standard as well. We cannot expect unsaved people to live their lives as though they are redeemed, so be mindful of that. But if you are a Christian, it is important that you don't build close communities with unbelieving people just because it will make living out your faith so much harder than it needs to be for you. A simple way to inventory the character of your current friendships is to think of a close friend, okay, picture them, and ask yourself this. Do I want to be like them? Do I want to be like them? If the answer is yes, then great. You have made a solid choice in your friend-making department. But 
if you hesitate to say yes, if you struggle to come up with some reason in the world why you would want to, or if the answer is an automatic flat out no, then it might be a red flag that something about that person isn't quite right and they aren't the best fit for you and your community. Having the wrong community will leave you feeling lonely, sad, discouraged, negative, gossipy, mean, doubtful, and the list goes on and on. One of the best ways to stop spinning on that lonely little carousel is to hop off and go chase a good community. That brings us to our final point, number three. Loneliness is alleviated with the right community. I have a friend, we'll call her Kezia. We'll call her that because that is her name. It took me forever to figure out how to properly pronounce Kezia. But she will forever be one of the most memorable friendships of my life. At a time when I was dealing with raging postpartum hormones that left me feeling big, huge, lonely emotions that were pushing me towards isolation and anger, her friendship was perfectly timed. She came into my life with so much joy and happiness that you could almost capture it and keep it in a jar for a rainy day. I remember her inviting me to coffee and play dates over and over again, even when I'd say no, because my loneliness tried so hard to keep me from having friendships. When I would show up, and became overcome with anxiety, I would recall sitting on her couch and having her pepper me with questions that soon felt like I was in a therapy session I didn't even know I needed. It didn't take long for that lonely wall to begin falling down and making a way for a beautiful friendship to be built. And that's the thing about a good community, the right community. They will fight for you in the moments when you need it most and in the moments when sometimes you don't even fully see how hard of a time you actually are having because denial and our willingness to accept that we need help, our putting up a front to look strong can be really hard to break through. A good community will change you, but this time it will always be for the better. A good community will help you experience victory in life and will never leave you feeling emotionally defeated. God has perfectly designed community to transform our hearts so that we can better care for others. His design will take us from party girl to the girl with a reason, a real reason to celebrate over a newfound love for kingdom things and loving people well. His design will take us from gossip girl to the girl with purposeful conversations, someone who dreams up incredible ideas, soaks up the richness of his word through scripture reading, plans ways to be others-minded, who isn't selfish with her time, whose words are always encouraging and building others up. His design will take us from empty, lonely girl to whole-in-him girl. So even in the loneliest place or the hardest deployment or the worst duty station on the planet, a godly community will provide rich, life-giving friendships that bring peace, healing, and contentment to our souls. And as we learn from our communities, we'll begin to act like our communities and then be able to be to others what we needed most. So military wife, let me ask you, What kind of community are you allowing yourself to be a part of? Is it good? Is it bad? How is your heart? How are you doing? Do you think any of the negative emotions you could be experiencing might be from friendships you need to cut out? Godly friendships are there. If you pray, you will find them, I promise you. It might even be a friendship that you wrote off, but maybe God wants you to give it another chance. 
At Homefront Heroes, we want you to walk in and feel that warmth, to experience those God-designed friendships, and to be encouraged in a positive community. We are your home away from home. Here, you are never alone. And that, my friend, is your hope on the home front. Thanks for tuning in. From our heart to yours, we hope that this podcast is your go-to place for encouragement on the home front. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode by having you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us at HFH underscore ministries or on Facebook at Homefront Heroes Ministries so we can get connected with you, get to know you more, and hear from you firsthand what specific encouragement you're looking for. This is home. This is the place to have the hard conversations. And until we chat next, get out there and find the joy.